Hello, Kibitz listeners, and welcome to this special episode of the Kibitz. Uh, I have some sad news, uh, which is that frequent podcast guest, my Nana, passed away this week. Before she died, she would tell me repeatedly that she stayed alive long enough to meet my granddaughter, Goldie, who is now seven months old. And um, Nana and Goldie got to hang out quite a few times, and Nana couldn't get enough of her. And I'm really happy that she stayed alive long enough to, to meet Goldie. And seeing a 97-year-old lady and a seven-month-old girl giggling at each other was, was a pretty magical thing. A little over a week ago, before leaving to go to London for a few months with my wife and Goldie, we stopped by to say goodbye to Nana. I had a feeling that she was ready to say goodbye in the more permanent sense, and I was right. A few days after we left for London, she died peacefully in her sleep at the spry young age of 97. If you've listened to previous episodes of The Kibitz, you'll know that my Nana was best known for her jokes. I'm quite certain she didn't write any of them, but up until the time of her death, she could recall pretty much any joke she heard in her 97-year-long lifetime, and tell it with impeccable timing, no less. She had jokes about aliens, Passover, Cossacks, love and marriage, and of course, death. So, without interruption... Here's a collection of my Nana's finest material. It's a solid 15. Her last set, if you will. Oh, and just a warning, some of the jokes, despite being told by my grandmother, may not be suitable for children. Hi, Dan. You're looking great. Oh, thanks. You're looking great, Nana. I like you. You're growing your gray out, which I think is... Uh... White. It's white. This is a story of this guy goes into a bar... And he says to the bartender, who is that guy sitting over in the corner at that table by himself? He's got a green face and green hands and a green outfit and a green helmet. Who is he? He said, oh, go talk to him. He's from Mars. He said, so he goes over and he said, uh, hi, I understand you're from Mars. And the guy said, I sure am. He said, and look at your hands. You've got a diamond ring on every finger. And the guy said, I sure have. He said, oh, does everybody on Mars have a diamond ring on every finger? And the guy says, not the goyim. Oh, these two rabbis are walking down the street. And in front of them, there are two Catholic nuns walking. And the rabbis are having a conversation and one rabbi says to the other, did Marcus Pincus make your coat? He said, he sure did. He said, what did he charge you? He said, he charged me a hundred bucks. So he said, my coat's like yours. And the guy says, what did Marcus Pincus charge you? He said, he charged me a hundred bucks. But you know what? He only charged Rabbi Shmuel $50. So the other guy says, how do you like that? Marcus Pincus fucked us. And so... The two nuns said, did you hear those rabbis? They can speak Latin. I feel like my favorite joke that you ever told was the Feldman's Nails joke. Do you remember that? Can you tell that whole joke? Well, uh, this Jewish family had this real ugly daughter, and she was like 45 years old and not married. At the time, people were getting married when they were 18, you know. So 
this guy, you know, decided to marry her, their daughter because Mr. Feldman was rich. He owned a company that made nails. And so he said, we're so happy to have you in the family, Herbert, that I'm making you in charge of advertising. So Mr. Feldman is driving down the freeway one day and he sees this big billboard and it's a picture of Jesus on the cross. And the caption was, they used Feldman's nails. <laughs> and so Mr. Feldman is hysterical. He said, the whole world will be against me. Don't, what is wrong with you? So he said, oh, don't worry, Dad. He said, I'll fix it. Don't worry, I'll fix it right away. And so the next day, Mr. Feldman is right driving down the um, freeway, and he sees the picture again, and Jesus is lying on the ground, and it's, they should have used Feldman's <laughs> <lip>. <laughs> We are recording now. Hi, Nana. Hi, Dan. <laughs> um, all right. So, what? So, you said you had a Passover joke for us. Well, I think yeah, I have a good Passover joke for you. Passover was coming up, and uh, this Hasidic rabbi in uh, New York, in Brooklyn, um, they had run out of. Um, Horseradish, which is known as in the Jewish word is crane. So he said, Oh, my, I'll call my favorite friend and rabbi in Madrid, Rabbi Eliezer. And he said, Rabbi Eliezer, I'm having a terrible problem. I can't. They sold out all the crane here in uh, Brooklyn, and all the people from our Hasidic temple are, are coming for. Passover dinner, and I don't have any grain for the gefilte fish. So the Rabbi Eliezer said, don't worry, Rabbi, you'll have it. Don't worry. So Passover comes and goes, and there's no grain. So Rabbi called, he said, Rabbi Eliezer, we never got any grain. The Rabbi said, oh, I'm so sorry. He said, we had this terrible terrible thunderstorm and rain in Madrid. So the crane from Spain stayed mainly on the plane. <laughs> you like that? That's pretty good. Every Passover in this Jewish home, there was a sign on top of the embroidered on the toilet seat cover that said, let my people go. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Was there another? Did you have another Passover joke? You said you maybe had one more. I just tell another joke. Oh, you can just tell another joke. Well, yeah. Uh, this lovely couple were just ready to go to sleep, and the husband said, Good night, wonderful mother of six. And she turned over and said, Good night, wonderful father of one. <laughs> uh, I know. That's all you know. I don't. I know that's not true. Right. I know you met, know many jokes about. Yeah. 
All right. Well, thanks for kibitzing uh, with us, Nana. You're a huge hit. Everybody loves you. Say hi to all your fans. I certainly will. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, these Jewish people came into a restaurant, ladies, for lunch. And they sat down, and the waiter came up and said, Is anything all right? (laughs) Do you think the Jewish food has gotten better or worse over time? I'm off of it. (laughs) Yeah, we just. I don't like Jew food anymore. Yeah, we just had shrimp and pork ribs for dinner. It was the least kosher Shabbos dinner I think that's ever been eaten. This was the funeral of Marsha Goldberg, and Marsha and, and his family never joined a temple or, you know, didn't do much. They were sort of nothing people. Anyway, uh, the rabbi who was officiating said, you know, I really didn't know Marsha. Does anyone in the audience want to say something about Marsha? And nobody said anything. Nobody volunteered or anything. And he said, my goodness, I'm sure one or two of you would could come up here and say something. So this guy said, I'll say something. So he comes up to the podium and he said, his brother was worse. <laughs> This older couple were having brunch and sitting together on their patio. And the man said, you know, honey, I know, you know, I'm quite a bit older than you, and I'll probably be gone before you are. And I'm sure you'll, you'll remarry, and I just don't want some asshole getting all, any of my, my golf clubs, my tennis racket, and all my clothes. She said... Oh, honey, what makes you think I'd marry another asshole? (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. You better go or you'll miss Downton Abbey. (laughs) I know a Jewish, a, a Russian joke. Yeah. This uh, uh, the the Cossacks were plundering everywhere, and they came to this Jewish house. And first, they raped the daughter, and they raped the mother, and they raped the two other girls that were visiting. And the little grandmother was huddled in the corner, and the guy said, "Hey, what about her?" And he the other. Cossack said, oh, she's too old. And the grandmother said, never mind. A pogrom is a pogrom. (laughs) 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 That seems like a good place to end, I think. (laughs) All right, well, thanks, Nana. You're welcome. (laughs) You do the... um, The other one? Yeah, the bar mitzvah song. Oh, Take me to the bar mitzvah. Everyone will be there. If he and they be an Uncle Jake, oh, what a racket they're all going to make. Fountain pens and wristwatches. 
oh, will there be a jam? When little Sammy gets up and says, today I am a man. It's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. You, like that one? You, you still got it. Yeah, it's amazing. I've never, I've never heard you tell me that. <laughs> I've never heard you sing that. It's really good. Marsha lost his wife, and he was so sad and upset, and they had a big funeral. She was a very prominent person in the community. After the funeral, they all went back to Marsha's house to honor her life and pay their respects to Marsha. Even the rabbi went. And so they're eating, and somebody said, where is Moshe? And they said, gee, I haven't seen him. So the rabbi said, I'll, I'll find him. I'll look around the house. So he goes in all, all through the house and the bedrooms and the closets and everything to find Moshe. So he said to himself, I'll go down the basement, maybe he's... Down here, he was so upset, poor guy. So he goes down in the basement, and he's looking around. He opens the door of a room, and there is Marcia in bed with the maid. And he says, Marcia, my God, what are you doing? And Marcia's answer was, in my grief, do I know what I'm doing? <laughs> <laughs> Are you afraid of dying? Do you think, or do you? How do you? How do you feel about it? What do you feel about it? What do I feel about it? Well, I'm uh-huh. I'm, I'm terrified of dying, but I don't want you to die, obviously. Um. So yeah, I don't know, but it fe- it feels very abstract to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What What did Schopenhauer say? Life is an uneventful. Uh, interruption of an otherwise blissful state of non-existence. <laughs> That's life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very impressed that you could just... But qu- he, was, he was a real downer, you know, yeah. <laughs> Schopenhauer. <laughs> I think that's how we will remember him, as a real downer. Yeah. 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 Do you remember that? Can you tell that whole joke? Well, uh, these three uh, Jewish guys had just come out of temple on Saturday morning. And so this interviewer for a paper said, you know, I want to write a story about what you want people to say at your funeral. So the first one said, well, I want him to say he was just a stalwart member of the temple. He gave money and he gave money to Israel and he was just wonderful father and and." had a wonderful family. So he said, well, that's very nice. And he said to the next one, now what do you want them to say at your funeral when they go by the casket? He said, well, I want them to say that I was a very religious person and I practiced the Jewish religion faithfully and I was a good husband and father and uh, gave money to Israel and, you know, that's what I want them to, to say about me. So the third one came up and he says, when they pass the casket, what do you want them to say? He said, I want them to say, look, he's moving. LAUGHTER <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Thanks, Nana. That was a tremendous, tremendous set from Nana here. I'm exhausted. Thank you, honey. Thanks for all the jokes, Nana. I know that wherever you are now, you're smiling and everyone around you is laughing their asses off. Here's one of your favorite tunes to play you out. Grab your coat and get your hat. Leave your worries at the doorstep. Just direct your feet to the sunny side of the street. Can't you hear the pit Sunny, sunny side.